welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is lesson 152 the power of decision is my own. The power of decision is my own. No one can suffer loss unless it be his own decision. No one suffers pain except his choice elects this state for him. No one can grieve nor fear nor think him sick, unless these are the outcomes that he wants. And no one dies without his own consent. Nothing occurs but represents your wish, and nothing is omitted that you choose. Here is your world, complete in all details. Here is its whole reality for you. And it is only here that salvation is. I've said for years about Jesus that when he was living on earth, no one could do anything to him without his permission. He wasn't quote-unquote, murdered. He laid down his life. He said, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down so that I may take it up again. That's exactly what he did. He was showing us the powerlessness of his body and the power of his mind. And that's exactly what it's saying here. No one can suffer loss unless it's his own decision. No one suffers pain unless it's his choice. No one can grieve or fear. Or think that they're sick. Unless these are the outcomes that they want. And no one dies without his own consent. 
speaking there of the physical body because the spirit doesn't die. We are eternal beings. <clears throat> Nothing occurs except it represents your wish. And when you wish for something, it can't not be. Continuing. You may believe that this position is extreme and too inclusive to be true. Yet truth, yet can truth have exceptions? If you have the gift of everything, can loss be real? Can pain be part of peace or grief of joy? Can fear and sickness enter a mind where love and perfect holiness abide? Truth must be all-inclusive, if it is the truth at all. Accept no opposites and no exceptions, for to do so is to contradict the truth entirely. Salvation is the recognition that the truth is true and nothing else is true. This you have heard before, but may not yet accept both parts of it. Without the first, the second has no meaning, but without the second, the first is no longer true. Truth cannot have an opposite. This cannot be too often said and thought about. For if what is not true is true as well as what is true, then part of truth is false. And truth has lost its meaning. Nothing but the truth is true, and what is false is false. Salvation is the recognition that the truth is true and nothing else is true. <coughs> Salvation is remembering who and what we are. When we remember that we are within and of God, that we are part of God, that no one can do anything to us without our permission. We can't experience loss or suffer pain or even be sick. Lesson 136 says that sickness is a defense against the truth. The ego uses these things it creates these things, and then it says, see, see, I told you you were real. That person stole that from you. See, I told you you were real. Look at the illness in your body. So what is truth is true. The truth is that we can't suffer loss. There is no pain or suffering or sickness not in the real reality. Nothing but the truth is true, and what is false is false. <coughs> Continuing, this is the simplest of distinctions, yet the most obscure, not because it is difficult, not because it is a difficult distinction to perceive. It is concealed behind a vast array of choices that do not appear to be entirely your own. 
and thus the truth appears to have some aspects that belie consistency, but do not seem to be contradictions introduced by yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so logical that no one can do anything to us without our consent. Yet, we think that all of these things are done to us without our consent. Continuing, as God created you, you must remain unchangeable. With transitory states, by definition, false. So if it changes, it's false. Even sickness, it proves itself false, whether it gets better or whether it gets worse. It's changing, and that means that it's false. And that includes all shifts in feeling, alterations in conditions of the body and the mind. Response. This is the all-inclusiveness which sets the truth apart from falsehood and the false kept separate from the truth as what it is. Is it not strange that you believe that to think that you made the world you see is arrogance? God made it not. Of this you can be sure. What he, what can he know of the ephemeral, the sinful and the guilty, the afraid and the suffering and lonely, and the mind that lives within a body that must die? You only accuse him of insanity to think that he made a world where such things seem to have reality. He is not mad, yet only madness makes a world like this. To think that God made chaos contradicts his will. Invented opposites to truth and suffers death to triumph over life, as all this is arrogance. Humility would see at once that these things are not of God. And can you see what God created not? To think you can merely, to think you can, is merely to believe that you can perceive what God willed not to be. And what could be more arrogant than this? We are taught that to speak well of ourselves is arrogance. Even if what God says is that we are holy and righteous and good, and if we think, oh, oh no, no, not me, I, I, I'm not holy, I, I've done too many things, I, there's no way I'm holy, and we think that that's humility, it's not humility, it's arrogance to say anything opposite of what God says is arrogance. Continuing, let us today be truly humble 
and accept what we have made as what it is. The power of decision is our own. Decide only to accept your rightful place as co-creator of the universe and all you think you made will disappear. What arises to awareness then will be all that there ever was eternally as it is now. And it will take the place of self-deception which was made only to usurp the altar to the Father and the Son. Today, we practice true humility, abandoning the false pretense by which the ego seeks to prove it arrogant. Abandoning the false pretense by which the ego seeks to prove that recognizing who and what we are, admitting who and what we are. The ego wants to prove that that's arrogant. Only the ego can be arrogant, but truth is humble in acknowledging its mightiness, its changelessness, and its eternal wholeness, all-encompassing God's perfect gift to his beloved Son. We lay aside the arrogance which says that we are sinners, guilty and afraid, ashamed of what we are, and lift our hearts in true humility instead to him who has created us immaculate, like to himself in power and in love. The power of decision is our own, and we accept of him that which we are, and humbly recognize the Son of God. To recognize God's Son implies as well that all self-concepts have been laid aside and recognized as false. Their arrogance has been perceived. And in humility, the radiance of God's Son, His gentleness, His perfect sinlessness, His Father's love, His right to heaven and release from hell are joyously accepted as our own. Now do we join in glad acknowledgement that lies are false and only truth is true. We think of truth alone as we arise and spend five minutes practicing its ways, encouraging our frightened minds with this. The power of decision is my own. This day, I will accept myself as what my Father's will created me to be. Then, we will wait in silence, giving up all self-deceptions as we humbly ask ourself, true self, that he reveal himself to us asking our true self to reveal our true self to us. And he who never left will come again to our awareness, grateful to restore his home to God as it was meant to be. In patience, wait for him throughout the day and hourly invite him with the words with with which the day began. 
concluding it with the same invitation to yourself. God's voice will answer. For he speaks for you and for your father. He will substitute the peace of God for all your frantic thoughts, the truth of God for self-deceptions, and God's Son for your illusions of yourself. The power of decision is my own. This day, let's accept ourselves as what our Father's will created us to be. We are powerful beings, brothers and sisters. And today, I wish you a day of humility and invulnerability. Many blessings. Namaste.